Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study on Christ our Healer. We have come all the way to number 25. Number 25, and I'm not sure exactly here how far we're going to go. I know you've heard that before. Uh, me say that, but I believe we're going to aim for 30 of these. 30, going to go ahead and get a, a a full month's worth of Christ our Healer. I think that'd be kind of neat to go ahead and to do is to have 30 of these. And there's a lot more that I could say about healing, but I, I, I think we're just going to shoot for 30. Uh, and then maybe we'll revisit the subject of healing um, a little bit later on with that. But uh, today we're going to be in John chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 44. Uh, and we're going to really see the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. But I do just want to say a couple things here. Um, one is that I've really enjoyed this this study of Christ our healer and going and looking at Christ being uh, being our healer and Jehovah Rapha, seeing how God is a healer, and I think that's incredible uh, to go and to look at. The second thing that I want to make note is that I believe we're going to be going to the book of Philippians next. Uh, so we'll probably take just a little bit of time in between the series there uh, to ramp up there for the book of Philippians and going through that. I know that uh, there are some people who really enjoy when we go through a book of the Bible. Uh, so far, we've gone through the book of Proverbs, the book of Psalms, and of course, we did a big study also on Psalm 23. Uh, with that in there. Uh, but of course, the book of Philippians probably will be um, a little bit of a shorter study, uh, probably won't be going a full month on the book of Philippians. I, I think the goal is going to be for two weeks on the book of Philippians there, about 14 days, uh, 10 to 14 days, some, somewhere in that range. Uh, so be looking forward to that as we continue on uh, with this devotional series. And uh, But let, let's get into our text here this morning in John chapter 11 and verses 1 through 44. It says this, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, of the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with, the, with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, him who you, whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, and that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea. The uh, disciples said unto him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again. And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but that they thought that he was speaking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them more plainly, Lazarus is dead. 
and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you might believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And uh, many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Then Jesus said unto her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said unto him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world, and that when Uh, She had said these things. She went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but uh, was in the place where Martha met him. Then Jesus, who Uh, Then, excuse me, the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out to her fellow, uh, out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when, uh, then Mary, when, oh my goodness, I can't read here this morning. Let's try this again here, starting in verse 32. Then when Mary came, Uh, where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? And Jesus, again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha. Uh, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said unto her, Did I not say to you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of uh, the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And uh, he who had died came bound hand and foot and grave clothes with his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Wow, what an incredible story here. What an incredible story. Now, the first thing that I want us to see here 
is, of course, just this incredible narrative where Jesus goes and he he tells his disciples, he gets word that Lazarus is sick, and he decides that he's going to stay. And it says here, for the glory of God. Now, his disciples, of course, they're worried about the Jews who wanted to go into stone him. And Thomas, I, I just find this hilarious. He, he goes in sarcasm when Jesus finally says, you know, Lazarus has died, we're going to go there. And Thomas responds, yeah, let us go there so that we can die too. You know, I just find that kind of funny. Uh, I mean, just Thomas doesn't get it here. He's he's doubting Thomas at this moment. But but we see here that Jesus goes and he says that Lazarus uh, is basically dying here. He's sick and he's dying and it's for the glory of God. But I want us to understand something. It's not his sickness and it's not even his death that's for the glory of God. But it is the power of God in the resurrection and the healing that brings glory to God. If Lazarus just would have gotten sick and died, there's no glory that God gets from that. You know, there are people who hold to a theology that go and say, look, this is a gift. This sickness, this this death that came, this terrible thing that came, that obviously came into the world theologically back in the book of Genesis from sin. And they go and they say, oh, this thing, this is a gift from God. This is a gift from God that I got cancer. Yay, I got cancer. Woohoo. You, you know, or whatever it might be. And I'm not just trying to pick on cancer, by the way. In fact, the one that I'm specifically thinking of is an evangelist who goes and he says, he literally says in his testimony, this cerebral palsy, it is a gift from God. Justin Peters says that. And that's not true. That's absolutely not true. And they would go and point to texts like this and say, look, it was for the glory of God. No, that's not what this text is saying at all. It's not the sickness that brings glory to God. It's certainly not the death that brings glory to God, because if those were true, Jesus wouldn't need to come and raise him from the dead. Duh. If it was just, oh, he died and that brought God glory. Well, then why would Jesus need to come and raise him from the dead? He's undoing the death. He's undoing the sickness. And that's what brings God glory. That's ultimately what brings God glory. And so I want us to to understand this and to realize this. What brings God glory in this passage, what it's talking about isn't the sickness, it's not the death, it is the resurrection from the dead. It's the healing that takes place. And that's important to go and to understand and to see. The second thing that I want you to see is, is Jesus's emotions here. Now, of course, we we know verse 36, it's, uh, it, it says, uh, well, in verse 35, it says Jesus wept. And then in verse 36, it says the Jews see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have raised this man from dying? And it says here, then Jesus again groaned in himself. Now, before we see the groaning as well, just coming into this and, and seeing this situation, you know, Jesus has emotions, and his, his, his weeping here was not that Lazarus had died. It was the lack of faith that was going on. It was that people weren't getting it. And you could see that Jesus was irritated. That's, that, that's really what—I mean, it's putting it in a nice way that he groaned. But, you know, Jesus gets irritated with us 
when we don't have faith and when we're not believing in him, he, he gets a little bit irritating. He, he starts to groan. In fact, uh, if, if you really look at it, he might start weeping because he, he has healing that he wants to bring into our life. And sometimes we just don't have the faith to even ask him for that. And to go into point back to this, I, I really love his interaction here that he has. Uh, it, it says with Martha, and it says, then uh, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary uh, stayed sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. And then Jesus said unto her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now, I want us to understand this because this is uh, an idea that a lot of people have. You, you know, you can go and say, uh, you, you know, God will heal them. And they say, yes, I believe that in the last day, in the resurrection, God will heal them. And we're going to talk about that. We, we are going to talk about that because th there is some truth to this. Um, absolutely some truth to this. I mean, stop and think about this for a little bit. We live in a sin-cursed world outside of the rapture all will die. It is appointed for man to die, and after that judgment, it, it's it's true. People will die, and then those who, of course, have believed in Jesus Christ, who have repented of their sins, who are saved, what happens? Well, they get healed in the resurrection. It's true. It's true. We're, we're going to talk about that here uh, in fact, I'm probably going to end the series on one talking about that, because I, I do think it is important to keep that in mind, that it is appointed for all men to die, and then after that, judgment. But uh, we, we don't need to go super far into this, but this is what Martha was going and saying. But Jesus ultimately started groaning, started getting irritated, and he wept because he had a greater purpose, and that was for God to be glorified on this earth through victory over sickness and actually death in this case. You don't get more sick than being dead. That's for sure. You don't get more healing than coming back to life. That's for sure. But I want us to see one more thing when it comes to healing, because I think this is really important. Of course, what ends up happening is that Jesus goes and he he tells him, you know, roll the stone away or, or you, you know, op open it up. I, I want to see him here. Undo the seal. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus comes forth. Christ does the healing. But he goes and he says this, loose him and let him go. And then also, I, I want you to realize he also said this before that. Take away the stone. Lose him, let him go. Take away the stone. You see, Jesus raised this man from the dead. Could Jesus have moved the stone? Yeah, he could have spoke. And that stone would have moved. Could Jesus have removed the grave clothes? Yeah, he raised them from the dead. He could have done that. You see, God always leaves us a part. He leaves us a condition. 
What if they would have refused to remove that stone, not just argued with him, but actually refused to do it? I don't know if Jesus would have raised him from the dead. And afterwards, after there's a healing, there's a condition as well. See, there's a condition before and there's a condition after. You see, the first condition, and there's multiple conditions, maybe I'll, I'll do one just on an overview of the conditions uh, of for healing, but I mean there's conditions like confessing sin, there's conditions like um, not regarding iniquity in your heart, there's conditions uh, like going forward in faith, there's conditions like going and being connected to the people of God. All these conditions we've talked about before in order to receive healing. There are conditions, remove the stone. But then there's something interesting here. There's conditions after a word, and that's remove the grave clothes. You know, after you're healed, God expects you to remove the grave clothes, to walk in that healing. You know, if you needed to confess sin in order to be healed, he doesn't expect you to go back to that sin. He expects you to remove the grave clothes. You know, if you needed to get connected to the people of God, in order to be healed, that was the, the, the condition that was in your life. You know what he expects? He expects you to stay connected to the people of God, remove the grave clothes. If the condition was before that you needed to meet was faith, start believing in God, believe that he could do it. You know, the prayer of faith. Uh, and you go and you look at that and you see that a somebody who doesn't pray in faith or a double-minded man, unstable in all their ways, you know what he expects you to do after you've been healed? Continue in faith. Remove the grave clothes. You know, I don't know what condition it is that you might need to meet in your life in order to receive that healing. Maybe it's going and calling forth for the elders. Maybe it's um, being connected to the people of God. Maybe it's just simply asking God. But one thing I can tell you is that those conditions that he has from you before, well, they continue after. You need to remove the grave clothes in your life. You need to continue in those conditions, continue to meet those conditions in order to keep that healing or in order to stay in a healed life. Well, thank you for listening and remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart today. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome.